Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Ask an Age Grouper podcast at Cybelli. Today, I've got coach and avid age grouper, Paul Rawcliffe. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing, Paul? Good to be back. Yeah, great. Thank you, Scott. Um, another solid couple of weeks of training, so um, really going well. I'm managing to follow the follow the program uh, really well now, so everything's green on training peaks, feeling good. Um, just want to now continue that on. Uh, no aches and pains? Just a bit of calf pain. I had a problem with my normal trainers uh, before track, uh, swapped them out for some other ones and then was crippled the next morning, but it's it's gone pretty quickly. Uh, so yeah, but training's good. Completed all my practicals now for triathlon level two coaching. So that's done and dusted. So that's in the bag. Congratulations. Um, thank you. How's it been? Has it been educational? It's been really good. Yeah, yeah loved it. So um all of the kind of practical knowledge you get from doing triathlons and from, from competing here is, is really good. So that gave me a, a real kind of advantage. Um, and then just an awareness now I've got for the kind of ethical side and the health and safety side. So yeah, it's all shaping up nicely. Good man. And our special guest today is Michael Osinki Gray, member of Cybelli and a new addition to the uh, UK affiliated running club, our, our now nominated chairman of the running club. So, so welcome, Michael. Morning, guys. Yeah, nice to be here. Yeah, nice t-shirt. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be uh, specifically talking about running, um, marathon events and marathon training. But all of us have run a marathon. Um, I've run marathons after an Ironman. I still haven't run a flat marathon. Paul, have you run any I've marathons? W- I've run uh, London. Uh, wow. A long time ago, badly, uh, and and sadly to say, my fastest marathon was actually Ironman Austria. So one day I will go and run a, a standalone marathon and see if I can break break the four hour barrier. Did in London? A one. Did London hurt more than the Ironman? London, one? London was the worst because I did it with no knowledge. Yeah. I had no experience of triathlon, no knowledge of uh, any kind of nutrition strategy. I intercepted a St. John's ambulance person at two miles because I bought some new, <laughs> I bought some really new sexy shorts and oh, then was getting um, Vaseline from two miles onwards. And I mean, clumps of it. I must've gone through three big pots, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And then absolutely dialed, died at 19 miles and hated every second of it. And, and compared to Austria, I am an Austria, the marathon, I loved it. Mm. So, so yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to go back at some point uh, and, and, and run one hopefully with Michael's help because I'm yeah. getting a bit yep. sick of watching him run past me continuously <laughs> but uh, yeah at some point I will do likewise um, well I haven't been look- fortunate enough to do a London Marathon would love to do it one day um, still ready to do a standalone marathon when the time fits but as most people know training for triathlon and, and Ironman it's hard to fit that in the schedule without having depleted muscles um, or fatigue leading into your Ironman build. So um, for myself, I've done Ironman uh, Langkawi uh, last year, which was uh, 40 degrees heat and was pretty much a walk marathon. And the one before that was uh, Ironman Cairns, which I did in, I think, three hours 40. Um, so I would love to get below the 330 mark. And again, listening to, to Michael's tips and having him by our by our side is... Uh, I'm pretty confident I can do that, hopefully. So, so yeah, so we're going to go into marathon training and the principles around that, um, any injuries that can occur, any popular injuries, apparel, what you would wear, similar to what Paul just pointed on there, types of shorts or clothing to, to look out for, um, recovery and how to, how to recover from marathon training, um, and nutrition, what you would take during a marathon, and then what would you eat standard training for a marathon and, and after it is recovery. So, 
Um, Michael, if you can just give us a, a bit of a run through of your, your training catalogue, starting from, I think, when you were 14 doing cross country. Yep. So um, I first got into like running as uh, 14 years old through my school, um, mainly into cross, cross country. I ran for Nottingham at Notts AC, Notts Athletic Club, um, mainly in the cross, cross running side. Um, but they found I was a little bit too quick for the cross country. So I then decided to go into 1,500 metres because I didn't really want the sprint work. I still liked a bit of distance. So what was the distance of the cross country? Like? Uh, they varied. Um, the, uh, that age group, they maxed up to about seven or eight mile. Uh, they tended to be around three or four mile or 5K mark. Yeah. So um, then got into the 1,500 metres. Uh, absolutely love the 1,500 metres. Uh, still do today. It's a really good distance to do, uh, especially on the, the track for training. Um, that I took to, I was about 16, 17 years old. Uh, and I kind of decided, is this where the way I wanted to go or do I want to go a little bit further with my running? So um, got into a few half marathons, uh, really like the half marathon distance. Um, and then kind of got to that age where you think, hang on, there's a lot more fun things out there to do and kind of had a few years off running really. Um, what, what age was that, Mike? It was 18. Oh, okay. Yeah, 18 years old. Okay, now I understand. Did you, did you, go, to, did you go to university just after then? Or did, uh, you, did you go down that route, Michael? Or? Nope. No. Um, I decided to uh, get on a plane and get out of here and uh, go to Lanzarote. I yeah. live in Lanzarote, uh, where I worked out there. But I actually realised when I got to Lanzarote, this place is uh, a mecca for athletes. Yeah. And thought, hang on, loads of people are running here. Why am I not running again? So I got back into the running. Nothing major, just a few uh, runs each morning whilst working out there. Um, kept the running a little bit and it wasn't really till I moved back to the UK again um, when I thought actually I missed the running let's get back into it and moved back to uh, Scotland at the time and decided let's enter a 10k and I've actually never entered a 10k run at all until that day it's just been through with like the athletics club years ago so, so as a recap then you, you started with um your cross country, yeah, and then you went to one point five, you know, fifteen hundred meters track. Yep, track. And was there a specific time you got there to a PB? Is there a time you want to drop it onto the? Uh, no. Or, no. <laughs> so anyway, you concentrated on that, and then you let your hair down and went and yeah, uh, you know, uh, adventured, and, and then, then you decided to come back to it all. Yeah, you had not done a real good ten k up until that point. No, it, to be fair, actually, road racing wasn't something I'd really been into. Um, it was just something I thought I'd give it, I'd give it a shot. You get, get back into it, get a bit more training, something to focus to. Um, so I entered the Glasgow 10k because um, I'd moved back there and I thought I did alright you know time 52 minutes 52 <laughs> yeah which is not my PB at well, all it's not it's not when I see you <laughs> run every week but this very mind I had a couple of years off so um, it was it was good to just get back and feel it and that's when the passion hit again if, so. you, if you don't mind me asking what was your, your body size like and what, were we a similar shape and no or um, so I was about 13 and a half stone and what do you weigh now uh, just over 11 right yeah it's a big difference uh, in weight and things and how tall are you or what's your 5 foot 8 5 foot 8 I, I think I think it's closer to five foot seven, to be honest. Yeah, well, <laughs> if he's wearing Hoka Oni Onis, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just yeah, just thought it's get back into it. Maybe start losing a few pounds. I joined I joined a gym where I lived. Uh, really got back into the running, um, and from there, once you complete one and get that buzz back again, it, it was decided let me try and push for something else. And my focus at the time was ten k to get that time down, and um, I entered a few other little ten k's, local ones and start to get the time down a little bit but I made my main focus to be the Great Manchester Run the 10k they just started doing that back in the early 2000s and drove down and entered the I wanted a sub 45 I'd lost a couple of pounds in weight uh felt really good put all the training in 
and I did it. I got four, about 44, 50, I think it was around that mark. And for me, that just made my day. And But then that's when it starts, you know, that's when you start thinking, hang on. I can how get how old were you then at better. that point? I was 20. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I must have been about 20, 21. And I got to about 43 minutes or something. And then in your head, you think 40 minutes is so achievable. Even though now to like yeah, gain three minutes on a 10K is like hard. It but is. at that point, you see you're close to that 40 minute mark, don't you? And you think, well, yeah. It's yeah, it, it, even just in finishing that time frame, you think, oh, it's great. I can. There's always something you can push to. But to take four minutes off to get yeah. a sub 40 or a 40 uh, minute 10K is a massive difference, you know, especially at the speed of some of the. the the runners go at so it was just i was happy to get a sub 45 walk away from that and uh, just keep pushing and pushing um and then i thought this is something i really enjoyed and then start building up to the distance really that's when i started to think hang on this is good i've watched um i'm sure uh, watched a few marathons and things like that and i tried for london i tried for the ballot this is the first time ever and i didn't get into london first of all um so I ran it for... Just for people and age groupers that are listening, and I think majority of people understand how it works to get into the ballot and and and, uh, and London. But you know, for anybody who thinks, well, like, I want to enter London, it's yeah. not that easy, is no, it? No. So I tried for London uh, this particular year, which was uh, it would have been for two thousand and two. So you, you apply back in uh, two thousand and one. Um, I went through on the. I tried to go into the ballot. Um, basically, you put your name forward, um, option to pay a fee, and. They come back with basically yes or no. Did um, you apply like eight months before? Yeah, or you, normally, you normally or apply more or less uh, a year before you, and then you find out in the October, so you've got enough time to train and things. Um, I didn't get in, and I, but I was a bit a bit upset about this. I thought it's another way in, so I actually ran it for a charity called the Terence Higgins Trust. Yeah. Um, I got a place through them, which was through my old work at the time, um, and it happened to be probably the best time ever to do the London Marathon. Back then, it was sponsored by a company called Flora. They don't sponsor it anymore. And I don't know if you were into your running, um, back Paula in 2002 Radcliffe. was the Paula Radcliffe year. Yeah. Oh, was the, this the, the, the accident record. year, was it? it was oh, the world, world record, record yeah, 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 year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. although I actually didn't do very well, um, it was, but it was, it was, it was okay for a marathon for getting back into them. Did you get in straight away? With I got in first time I applied on the ballot, got straight in. Right. Yeah. Wow, what a waste good. of a place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So yeah, but it's just 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 the buzz of London and then getting around it um, was amazing for me. And uh, the sense of achievement as well for that was more because of that fact that I'd raised money for charity, you know. And, um, oh, and what was your time? Four hours and ten minutes. So still a decent time. Um, it was okay. It was okay. Had you done Chicago before this, or was this your first marathon? Uh, this was my. I'd done Chicago before this one. Yeah. Um, the reason London was so slow was because I had been a bit injured before it. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I previously done Chicago, Chicago. marathon. So, so what is it? Is so, it the top ten marathons, or what? What are the key red brick marathons? So yeah, you've got your five world majors. Five world yeah, majors. Yeah. So um, you got London, um, Tokyo, Tokyo, Berlin, New York, Chicago. Um, so basically, if you do them all, uh, you you got your majors basically, and you get a special medal. And how do does all. Boston fit into that? Because you need a qualifying time for you Boston, do, you, don't you, you? Yeah, you do need a qualifying ta- qualifying time for Boston, and it depends on your age group. So varying times of varying age groups, I won't be able to tell them off the top of my head, but um, yeah, so it goes on a bit uh, like London for the good for age category, which we can talk about uh, a little later. Um, so depending on what age category you fall into and you've completed a marathon within that time frame, you've got the opportunity to apply okay. for Boston. But it depends on which one you're going for as how wide that scope is. So so which ones have you done, Mike? Just Chicago and London? Uh, top five. So. so marathons, yeah. Uh, out of the, top, uh, the world majors, uh, just Chicago and uh, London. 
And what's your favourite marathon? Ooh, favourite marathon was probably Reykjavik Marathon. Yeah. It's Iceland, isn't it? Yeah, oh. Iceland Marathon. And why, why is that? Um, although the island is, is not that big, it's a, it's a good lap. It's uh, The conditions were good. It's done early in the morning um, and it was uh, still like quite dark. Yeah, but it's still quite dark as such. Um, so it was a really nice vibe, a eerie to it. And it's not overly, uh, back when I did, it wasn't that busy. So I quite enjoyed the pretty flat as well. So it makes a massive difference. So I, I think you've said, mentioned you've done 40 or how many? Pro, just approaching uh, 40. Well, I've done 42. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've got Manchester coming up shortly. So uh, f- 42 marathons. And when was your first marathon? Um, well, how old were you, shall I, was, I say? Yeah, so back here, I was, I was 19 for my first marathon. Right, okay. So you'd done a few up until London. Yeah, so so within that time, I'd done uh, three or four. Then after yeah. I'd done London the year when my time wasn't so great. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I just, I, the fact for that was to go and enjoy it. Yeah. And, you know, I'd raised all that money for charity. I got the real buzz for marathons, so I was doing three, four a year minimum. Wow. You know, well, that's four, uh, four, was that 42 across... 18 years. Oh, well, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. trying to figure so, out. So, yeah. yeah over the years, I mean, I how old are you now, Mark? 38, is it? Or is it uh, 37, yeah. approaching 38, yeah. So, so 38. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, over the years, and some, uh, not last year, but the year before, I did eight marathons in one year. Wow. So, uh, and that really got the buzz for it. That's when I did Blackpool, um, London, Chester. And we just racing as training, basically. Yeah, right? kind of. It was, yeah. it was a case of like, race to train, you know. Yeah. Um, a bit like when I do Manchester, London in a few weeks' time. It, you know, I, most people were ready for their big run for London when I'm doing Manchester, but my big run is Manchester Marathon ready for London. Yeah. So it, y- if you plan them out right and you give yourself in what I feel is just enough recovery, um, you can get quite a few in, in a year. So it's, and did you feel your form um, reached a certain point and then you were fatiguing on the final few when you did four and you, you know? Yeah, um, you, you, by the end, but it, it actually happens. Did you peak after the third marathon or the second marathon, do you think, or...? I think it get easier mentally. So yeah. you, you obviously you've heard of people. I'm not sure if people hit the wall in a marathon. Which Paul mm. spoke about it earlier about the 19 miles or 20 miles where people just think my body can't go anymore. Mm. It's about telling yourself get over that. But the more you do them, the further that moves. So from 19, it moves to mile 23, mile 24. It starts yeah. to hit you a little bit more. So in some marathons, um, uh, in the particular when I did quite a few, I felt I could get to 22 before I even felt my legs were going. Yeah. Um, it's just mentally. Get, pushing yourself for those last few miles and when I did the um, few in a year the last few actually felt easier yeah. um, and I actually got my PB at Chester back in the back for, to get into London for that year so. and what was the PB at Chester? that PB was 39 yeah, yeah. Uh, three, uh, 3 hours and uh, 39 seconds was it off the top of my head I can't yeah. remember Sorry, three hours and 39 seconds. Yeah, three hours. Three hours. 39 seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Not three hours, 39. Nope, yeah. three hours wow. and 39 seconds. And, and when was that? Um, no, three hours and 14 seconds. For, no, thank you very much. I wrote them all down the other day, but Scott's got them for me. Yeah. Um, 20... Sorry, they're rolling to each other. Um, I want 2016. Yeah, two, yeah, 2016 should be the end of, yeah. yeah. So that gave me a, um, a good phrase spot for London. You, had, you were training with a friend as well, weren't you? So that yeah. sort of, you bounced off each other and you yeah, know, that did. helps a lot, I suppose, when somebody yeah, else... Massively, you know, is, yeah. So yeah. I've, um, as we kind of spoke, uh, there's I've trained people for marathons as well um, and ran the marathon with them, which is hard to do because you're running at a slower pace than I would probably run at. Um, so a couple of years ago, I trained one of the members here, Rachel, for Manchester Marathon. It was her first ever marathon. Um, we trained for um, the six months up to it. Yeah. 
and yeah, absolutely smashed so it. So your, your first marathon time, which I assume would have been your slowest. Yeah. And what was that? Uh, Roughly. It was actually wasn't my slowest, beg your pardon. So London yeah. was my slowest, just just to enjoy it. My, yeah. my slowest marathon was 3.45. Yeah, because I'm just yeah. thinking where someone like Michael's come from to then obviously the Chester marathon or what you did last year in Manchester, what you what you aim to do this year in Manchester yeah. shows how how doable it is, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. So, you know, you go from one thing to another. I, I don't think marathon's all about time either, you know, just completing a marathon's a massive achievement. Yeah. So, um, but it's great to see yourself improving. And if you put that work in, there's no reason why you can't improve, you know, yeah. you've just got to get your training plan right. Um, so if somebody, um, say uh, somebody's been training 5Ks, have been doing a lot of the park runs, wherever it is in the world, uh, they've then reached out and done a, a few 10Ks and, and, and they've done that one half marathon and they've, they've got over the line in, you know, two and a bit hours. They want to do a marathon now. How, how, how long do you think they should take to, to build for that marathon? Say at the point of saying, right, I want to do a marathon. How long should I allow myself to train for that? And I'm already up to half marathon status. Uh, as a recommendation, if they've never done a marathon before, if it's going to be their first marathon, I'll give yourself a good six months, uh, minimum really. Um, that's just to get your, your body used to doing the longer runs and how your body feels on these longer runs, what uh, nutrition you're going to have on the long runs. Uh, can your body cope with these stresses of the long runs? Because it's a long time out there. You know, most, most people's average marathon time for the first one is anywhere between four hours and four hours and 20 minutes. That's the, that most people finish within that window. Yeah. Um, so you're putting your body out there uh, for four hours, four hours, 20, nonstop running. Um, you've got to build it up slowly. Um, Condition yourself. Yeah. And, and when, mean, yeah. Sorry, when sorry. you say, when you say long running training, Mike, what, yeah. what is a long run for a marathon training period? Because um, there's, there's a lot of talk about it, isn't there? There is. So um, from what Scott's perspective just said, basically he's said people run up to like half marathon. Uh, you won't be running a half marathon every week. Uh, it's a, it, it works well if you do a balance, a mixture of training, you know, so you, you do shorter runs, you do longer runs, and you set yourself maybe time um, timed runs. So okay. you do like an out and back run. So you'd run maybe for 40 minutes one week uh, out somewhere, and you do the same 40 minutes back. Um, so you've got you know a good time run there. The next week you do forty five minutes, forty five minutes back, and you build that up. So within the, you're building the time. Well, hopefully you should be building your distance at the same time. And what's the but what's the longest run you would do uh, in your build up to a marathon? Uh, longest run I would do. I'd, I've never really gone over twenty one miles. Right, okay. Yeah, I recommend twenty one miles. But for someone's first one, uh, nineteen. 20 is absolutely fine you know at the final 10k you should be able to get through with just the crowd yeah, and, yeah you know the yeah. motivation so. and i think coming back to your earlier point about the the out and backs that i do with you i think the beauty of that is you can run in a group you can run with different abilities and and it's as much as it as much as i hate seeing it it is quite nice when mike comes past you does it you know when you're in that last three miles yeah. and he comes steaming past smiling yeah. and pretending to be in pain it, it does spur the rest of us on as well so i think that's been a real a real boom for our group training on our on our Sunday long runs. Yeah, I think exactly. I think it makes you realise what good form is as well. So you could be doing a long run if you say on your own, and you know get to that final half an hour of the long run, and your form just goes out the window. Whereas if there is a few people running with you, and say Mike does come past you like a spring chicken, it makes you tighten up a bit and think mm -hmm. it's concentrate on my form. But back to that point, I think you know I'm sure your training's probably changed 
before each marathon. I, I doubt you've done the same block going into each marathon. And I think to Paul's question and point before, you know, it's not a one size fits all. I think a lot of people will get the the Nike marathon running training plan or, or the like and think we need to build up to that, 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 that 30 kilometer run and then taper back down four weeks to go. And it's not a case of just build up to that. I think that's more psychological for yeah. people who haven't ran long or far before. They think, yes, I've done it. So going into the race, they feel like they're prepared. But as you mentioned, it could be several runs over seven days that actually equate to the same sort of time and distance, but you're going at either faster pace or fartlet. I know I spoke to um, Dave Scott, an old world, world, world classic world champion at, at Ironman, and he told me he'd never run more than 20 kilometers in his training runs, but he'd run pretty much every day yeah. and build that distance up. So it's hard for us to say that this is, you have to build, 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 and then take it back down. I think it's just a case of getting the volume in different ways. I think uh, the style of training over the years has changed. I think that was like the original plan to run a marathon like years ago, maybe, you know, people think like, you've got to run, you've got to be able to do the distance. So a lot of the original plans were put in for that. Whereas now you're probably actually better mixing it up with a, a variety of training. So speed work on the track, short distance runs, your 5Ks, getting on the bike to build the strength up in the legs, doing a hit session. The, um, they are the ones that actually give you the power you need to get to the end because they're actually building your strength as well. A lot of people go out there and run, which is great. And, you know, that they will achieve a marathon. They will. But if they want to get quicker or they want to get stronger, they've got to add the little elements in as well. So, you know, the good thing about marathon trainers, you're more, get more than likely guaranteed to lose weight because you're yeah. out there running, pounding the streets, you know. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, if you're losing weight, you may also be losing a bit of muscle. So you've got to keep that intact if you want to push past that 19-mile wall barrier, you know. So if you can get a little bit of lightweight training in there, get on the bike, uh, you know, just for that extra strength, it yeah. just actually help you carry you further. If that, you especially that, that final 10 kilometers. Yeah, you know. So, so what does your... Give us an example of a, a standard week for you, Mike. So, and just with the caveat that you are an absolute nutcase when it comes to training. <laughs> but what does it, what does it look spring. like? Give me a feel for it. So, so my standard week, I like to mix it up quite a lot, um, obviously with the triathlete style as well now. So uh, my week starts on a Sunday uh, with a run. It's normally my longer run uh, with you guys uh, with the club. And we do various distances each week. Sometimes we do a distance and sometimes we do an out and back Um which is like 45 minutes or so out and back or an hour out and back. In your head, Mike, do you, does your week start from a Sunday or does it start from a Monday or does it start, do you, do you have a day of periodization where I think yeah. my training starts from today, a Monday or a Sunday? No, it's always been a Sunday in my Sunday. head. So yeah, Sunday's always, always, always yeah. been a big run or race day. Yeah. So that's my start of my week. So there's always been a race or a run on a Sunday. That's how I started it off. Monday, um, I enjoy a nice recovery on the bike first thing in the morning. And then uh, track session at night. Uh, the track session's great. I can get the speed work in there, but also sometimes do a little bit of distance, um, ladder training, you know. That's where my legs are going out of their norm. You know, that's when they're starting to uh, react to the training I've done on a Sunday. They are struggling, but that's where I'm getting my strength working. That's where I'm going to get my speed working. When, when, I, when I do dip in my longer runs, that training is pushing me to the next yeah, level. But, but I think it's fair to say, and I've seen you do this, when you've had a really tough Sunday and you come to track with me and we're both aching, mm. I, I have seen you back off and say, well, I'm not going to push it too much. Mm. And I think that's quite important as well. Exa isn't it? Exactly that. You've got, to, you've got to know, uh, you listen to your body. You know, if you've had a long run on Sunday, you think, oh, do you know what? I actually really pushed it yesterday. Like, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, we did a 20 mile on a Sunday. Well, you did a 20 mile. <laughs> the, the Monday night was just, you know, I could feel every bit of the track. Are we, are we missing a session Monday morning? Have you, is this including the recovery spin you normally do on I did, I did the recovery morning. spin on the Monday morning. Yeah, yeah just so, to flush yeah. the legs out. That's important though. I think people yeah. forget 
get the recovery side of it as well. And if you can jump on a bike, it really does help flush the legs out. Yeah. Um, yes, they're going to be tired, uh, but there's no shame in dropping your FTP a little bit for that one session for recovery. Um, go on back to the training on yeah. Tuesday. Um, again, I like to hit the bike, do a little bike session for strength. Um, probably a 5K run, a little 5K run somewhere. Um, and most importantly, on a Tuesday night, if I can, is get to a Pilates class. Mm. Um, good stretch, bit of relaxation, uh, but also to build my core strength up as well. Uh, Wednesdays, I incorporate my own hill training around where I work. I try and get six miles in uh, most Wednesday mornings. Um, Round where it's very hilly, so I plan hill runs around there, a few hill repeats. Um, so I was going to say, is that just a loop, or do you end up finding a, a warm up and then twenty minute warm up and then do a few repeats of a certain six percent gradient climb? Or yeah, it can, it can it can vary. So um, I, I kind of mix up. One week I'll do like a loop, um, the next week I'll do. Uh, there's a really big hill in a uh, place where I work called Bunster Lane, and it's it's very very steep, and I run up and down there constantly. You know, I do six or seven repeats on that, but yeah. also incorporate into like a mile warm up each out and a mile cool down yeah. back. Are you monitoring heart rate or anything at this point? Yeah, so I, 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 um, not massively because I, I, I kind of listen to my own body yeah. anyway with my heart rate, but yeah, Received I do. exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, um, but yeah, it's uh, it definitely pushes it right up sometimes, uh, especially first thing in the morning because these tend to be quite fasted, normally fasted uh, runs in the morning. Um, so would you, is every morning a fasted session for you? Or? Not always. It, it depends on how far the distance is going to be. Um, but that one in particular, because I get up very early for that one, so it's normally at 5 a.m. So yeah, but like when you do, say, the recovery spin on a Monday morning at Cybele, does is are you fasted there? or? Yep, fasted yeah, fasted. And I think that's yeah. fine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, recovery spin, you know your TSS or your total stress score is going to be fairly low. It's just a nice, it's going to push you, yeah. but you're not going too threshold and... You know, you're burning off the energy, I suppose, that you've uh, consumed the night before. Yep, exactly that. And mm. then um, from on a Wednesday after, uh, evening, it's uh, if I get the chance to, I'll jump in on the watt bike again, just to flush the legs out from the morning from the hills. Um, nothing too long, uh, nothing too strenuous on that either. And then uh, the side belly swim session, uh, which is actually really beneficial to the, to yeah. the running. Um, I didn't realise how beneficial it was. More so for the breathing and the lung side of things. Um, if you can get yourself in the pool, get a swim, some, a few swim sessions in, you will see your running improve, and the breathing comes in so much uh, when you're doing your longer runs. Yeah. Uh, it's a massive uh, bonus, um, which I never used to do. So that's something it's like new for me. Uh, practicing like hypoxic training in the pool, yeah. holding your breath, three, five, seven, nine counts, but. I mean, your swimming's come on leaps and bounds. Is it, the endurance and the engine's always been there, but now you're getting your technique right. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, it's, really, it's really helped. And I think it's true. You can put a really tough session in the pool and you come out and your legs feel refreshed. Yeah. yeah. That's what I like exactly about it. That. Yeah. So, Sometimes yeah. you go into it like I did it, similar yesterday, bike and a run session. And I could have quite easily thought, I don't really need to swim. I've swam all week, but... And you're up, up top heavy, you might be a bit tired and a bit knackered, but your legs after it, I mean, today you can then do a quality bike session or quality run session like we're doing this evening and your legs are back in the room. Whereas mm -hmm. if I didn't do that swim, yeah. I'd be feeling it. They'd yeah. be heavy. So we're on Wednesday, Mike, and yep, I'm, so I'm exhausted listening to you. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm waiting for a recovery day, <laughs> yeah. but carry on. Thursday morning, we have a bit of a lie-in. So yeah, no training on a Thursday well, morning. You were looking at me when you said we. Uh, well, I don't so, always, we don't yeah, always lie-in no. together, but carry on. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Thursday is just an evening training session. Um, generally, we do the uh, Mountain Madness session here, a bit of strength work for the legs. and So uh, that's a cycling session cycling for those who don't yeah, know it. Cycling session. An hour. One hour. Called Mountain Madness. That's your easy... Which it's again, not easy. I it's, not easy. Easy. it's not easy. Go on. It's not easy, but it's uh, that. that's uh, when I like to just... Uh, 
clear the head on a bit. Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a it's a bit is a bit of a grueler sometimes, but it's uh one of just a bad day at work. Let's get it all out. Getting to the end of the week. Let's yeah. just get it over and done with. Friday with. tomorrow. And then uh, one of my favourite sessions of the week is the team run, which is it's great. It's great because we have all different abilities come to the team run. Um, no strict guidelines as such. We do a variance of things. We go out uh, as a five six mile loop, or we do hill repeats. Um, Chitter chatter pace for some of some of them, which is great. Um, but it's it's my time as well to get to know other runners, see catch up with them on their training, just a little jog alongside, but also get a couple of miles in. So although it's I'm out running, and I probably wouldn't say it's my training, it's great to see how others are doing and things like that. So and I've got to say, last week was an absolute killer. The zoo road at Blackpool <laughs> killed me. What I mean, and you're talking about, and again, you smile all the way around. We had one guy screaming because he had cramp, and and it was. I thought that was a great session last week. Yeah. So, so your kind of wind down session is probably my key run session of the week. Yeah. So, which, which is great. I, I know that for you guys, it's it is pretty tough. So it's. Um, I think the idea with that first one to keep people motivated is not to keep it the same, to keep lots of variant, you know, different variants in it that we do. So. You know, I do ask you guys for recommendations, what you guys fancy doing, you know, and it's great because you give me feedback. I like this one. I didn't like that one. Um, and then we must say, and when it comes to hailstone or wind or rain on a Monday night at track or Thursday night, you think, oh, it's not going to be on tonight. In the back of your mind, you're thinking, hopefully it might not be on tonight. Mike's like, right, what are we doing tonight? We're running. And you just, you, whatever the weather, literally, yeah. we are out, aren't we? Like, yeah, definitely. You know, and it's great yeah. to see that. And you've got to be. Um, and this is the... the the yeah. big issue with marathons most marathons the big, the big ones are in April you know yeah. so you're training through the winter this is you know I've never had a marathon season yet that's been dry or perfect it just, yeah. just doesn't happen like that yeah. So, um, and yeah so finishing off the week schedule uh, Friday morning again back in the pool for the side belly swim uh, another great session um, and then Friday nights uh, tend to do the evening um, weekend warm up weekend warm up which is a, essentially a recovery spin on the bike yep uh, weekend warm up on the bike and then some Saturdays I have a rest day. Some Saturdays I run park run. But you volunteer a lot as yeah, well, don't you? Yeah, like the volunteering of the park run. Yeah, yeah, it's great to give a little bit back and see see the other runners in the running community, tell them about what we're doing here. Uh, or they sometimes tend to ask us about what we're doing here. Um, and obviously I see a lot of these people in races and things, so it's been great to catch up with all them. So to, to, to sort of conclude on the running, your big A race this year is Manchester Marathon. From the, a running perspective, you joined us last year and decided to get into triathlon last year you did ruby hall triathlon last yeah. year um did you do any more last year or duathlons yeah i know yeah, did, uh, lancaster uh you did towns try no, fleetwood, fleetwood try oh, yeah. yeah you beat me at fleetwood try didn't you <laughs> yeah is that right one, one year did, yeah. into the sport i'm not a sprint person i've got to say <laughs> So with Manchester Marathon coming up last year, you didn't have the best lead into Manchester last year and the training wasn't right. You had injuries and illnesses. Are you feeling good this year? I yeah. mean, you've come off the back, which we haven't mentioned. I mean, an off-season race, I think December, one of the toughest 10Ks around, the Ribble Valley 10K. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Brownlee and the like have, have competed in that. Very popular, very competitive. You, you got a, a PB, a 10K yeah. PB. Yeah. You know, uh, after a year of cycling triathlon training. Yeah, it was... a. Uh, it was a tough one. It was a morning where I woke up and I thought, oh, I don't know if I want to go and do this this morning. And um, a few friends backed out on me. But no, I'm going. I've signed off. I'm going. And so you went on your own? I went on my own. Yeah. yeah it's a, uh, turned up, freezing morning, Cliverow, the day before New Year's Eve. And I thought, I'll give it a go. I'll see how, see how I get on. Uh, it's quite a hilly course. Yeah, but a lot of people know it's one of the uh, fastest qualifiers of the 10K around here. And I ended up getting a PB of just under 36 minutes. 35, 56 to yep. be exact. Yep. And then earlier in the year, the 10-miler, the 
Uh, was that a PB as well? Yeah, what, what was that November TV. or October? Or was it December? At this point, I'm in the pub in the beer in well, December. I, so I, I did. I'm definitely we did. We did. It was November, was it? Yeah, November. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel yeah, like November. it was November. Yeah. It was cold, so it must have been November. It was very cold. Yeah. yeah. What was your time? Fifty-eight, fifty-six. There you go. Yeah. Which shows, doesn't it? You know, the, with the swim training, with the cycling training, and I think um, a lot of people who just run, they need to realise, especially as you get older, and what we mentioned before with marathon training, if you've not conditioned yourself or you are pounding the pavement on a regular basis and people think you just need to run, 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 you've got to look after your hips, you've got to look after your knees, you've got to look after your ligaments. And if you've done a hard session on a Sunday and then you want to run again on the Monday or the Tuesday or the third day running, sometimes it's easy to easier to jump in the pool or to jump on a bike and just spin it out, non-load bearing, mm-hmm. where you're still putting your, your, your anaerobic and aerobic um training into place and that you're still naturally getting exhausted but you're just conditioning your joints and looking after them letting them recover so the day after or the day after that you can do another quality run session again so and this is obviously proven proven worthwhile hasn't it for you michael so after manchester you've then got london which you're going to enjoy the spectacle yeah i'm going to enjoy it. this is my third year in a row doing london marathon yeah. um yeah just gonna go enjoy it i think this year um still going you know we foot down a little bit but yeah um, I know how busy London gets, and I think uh, PB wise, it is possible, but it's, it's it, yeah, mm. it's 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 a, it is, can be a little bit of a struggle. So um, I tend to go for Manchester for uh, my PB. Just um, do you have a time in mind for Manchester? Or? We 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 like to get a commitment at this stage in the podcast, so we, we'd like to know. Scott Highly did it. He's doing a ten and, ten and a half, half. Hour Ironman. One hour right, ten. Okay, split. so uh, ideally, anyway, around the two fifty mark. Yeah, be good. And if you yeah. and what's your PB now? 251 which was Manchester yeah. so you're just going to beat it by one minute <laughs> well yes well, we'd, like to see, minute. we'd like to see you in the 240s to well, be I know honest. you're going to commit me to it so that's well I think, I think 249 I think what's, everyone will agree what, what, what's your objective I mean we'll go into your triathlon plans this year but you're pacing so for a newbie or, or for an advanced runner or an intermediate or someone like me and Paul who want to do a flat marathon now you know, when I'm pacing a marathon normally, it's after I've done a 180 kilometer bike and I'm cooked. Yeah. But now I want to go, right, bang, Manchester, I'm going for it. Now I've got a good idea how I should be pacing it, but what what, what would you recommend if you, you to get a PB time? I know you're a nutter and you're just going to go full gas probably, but do you psychologically <laughs> to, to be, look no, at the pace? No, actually, to be fair, I actually break it down. So yeah. although pace is really important, um, I think the best structure with a marathon is let's, let's break it down, you know, um, and a few of us are out, who I speak to around marathons as well, break it down to two 10 milers, one 10K. Um, don't go out too hard, to be fair. You know, um, probably go out at your training, your training pace just for your first 10 miles. Settle into it because if you push too hard at the, at the start, you, by the time you get to 10 miles, you've got nothing to give. So mm. a good recommendation from what I would say is go for your training pace or just a little bit above if you can uh, for your first 10 miles. Great, I feel okay. Step it up a bit for your next 10 miles. Um, to the to, to your to the pace that you know you want to be going for your, your PB or the you're not getting distracted with anybody else running yep. past you. You're just no, looking at your just time. ignore them. You're still doing your own. Um, are you time. looking at heart rate here, or are you still not looking at heart rate? Uh, you're just going perceived exhaustion, or yeah, you know norm- the pace. Normally, my pace. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm watching my pace a little bit. Um, if I'm coming in or around the times mm. that I want to be, um, then for the last six miles at 10k. As you know, even if you're just training for a marathon, or you've, if you run a ten k, you know you can get through that six miles no matter what. You know, and hopefully by that time, because you've gone not too easy to start, but you just took that little step back a bit. You've got enough to push for that last six miles, um, and 
most marathons, it tends to be at least a crowd for the last marathon or so, oh, yeah. you know. So uh, they will get you along that line. Uh, and there's something amazing about finishing a standalone marathon, you know, yeah. the feeling you get inside. So it's for me, it's breaking it down into three segments. Yeah. And, um, and if you think that's great, Mike, wait until you finish your first Iron Man. I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> it was the only thought going through my head, but I thought I'll hold that back. But no, I'm, I'm certainly excited about doing a, a flat marathon. But um, yeah, the future is good for you in terms so of just Iron one Man. one last question from me then. So th- nearly 38, started doing more non-running exercise, still PBing now. Why? So what, is it just that you get better with age, with endurance sports, or is it a combination of factors? Well, science, well, say science says that, but it, it must be true because I've got quicker as I've got older with my running. Um, and I think as you as you get older, as much as the running, I've enjoyed it for years and years and years, you can't keep running pounding the concrete all the time. So I just, and not that it gets boring, it was just I needed a bit of a change to, to you know spruce things up a little bit. I wanted to add a bit more spice from it. So I um th- this for me just was perfect. You know, you you still got that competitive side, you can still do the distance, but there's more elements to it. And for me it was learning new things, you know. I'm I've never really been a massive cyclist, you know, except for teaching indoor cycling. Um swimming wise I'd never been in the pool since going on holiday or, you know, when I was young. So to bring them elements back together, uh, it's a new challenge. You know, you're not, you're not great at all of them, but the fact that I'm not too bad at one of them, you know, I, I sometimes feel that's a bit of a bonus when, you know, I can put it all together. So going forward, this is like uh, the probably the dream really for me to get um, to Ironman or status to, to complete the marathon, to, to, to improve my swimming, to, to get on the bike and, you know, improve those two things. So a new focus, really. Well, I, th- I think you're not just okay. I think you're excellent, obviously, at running, you know, elite. I mean, what's the running badge? The running... Running standards. Running standard gold, for Mike. Gold. Yeah, gold. Yeah, yeah, gold. Yeah, gold I mean, standard. Gold I mean, I mean these standards are ridiculous. Ridiculous. And do you want to just run through roughly what they mean, Paul, these standards? I mean, I know I'm running probably bronze and not even that. So, but is it bronze? So, well, we, we go down further than that. Yeah. So, so it goes from diamonds gold, silver, bronze, and we have copper and pewter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. basically there are six times, all done by gender and age category, and then you get a time for each classification. So it's 5K, 5 mile, 10K, 10 mile, half marathon, marathon. And what you have to do, you have to get four times, and your lowest colour across the four gives you a running standard. So right now I've got three bronzes and a copper so I'm not taking copper. I'm going to run with Mike at another event. I think yeah. I need to do, I can't remember what, I'm missing, a, I'm missing a five miler or a half marathon. So I get one more bronze and then we, we paint a brick downstairs. We immortalize my name and then we have, a, we have a, a, a celebration at the end of the year where we're going to hand out colored pin badges or something like that. So, so yeah. what I've found is every race now almost, I have something to run for. So when Mike yeah. was killing 58, 56 at the Preston 10, I was killing myself to beat one hour 20 and I did it, I think, to get my bronze. Yeah. So it just gives you some added enthusiasm. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's great. And going down, I like to say, 75 to 80 diamond marathon yeah. times, like three hours, so something ridiculous. Yeah. But the copper and pewter, 
everyone's involved now so yeah. it's, it's been great for the club and for, for the athletes fascinating looking at it and it gives everybody the motivation you know even seasoned athletes that, from other sports that have come into it and I think as Mike said from I get from my point of view from being competent at triathlon and swimming and cycling and running and I think when Paul's saying how do you keep getting better it's like now for me my running can only get better but running with people like you and taking influence from you um, spurs me on to think right I need to really improve my running a lot more so I think the same's probably happened with Michael coming into yeah. the Ironman sport or triathlon and thinking right as a competitive person in a nice way how can I get better at swimming and, and cycling so back to my point I think you're excellent at, at, at running proven uh, I think your swimming is is excellent and I think uh, in your cycling clearly the power is there now it's just a case of experience so I think mm. You know, we've been speaking for the past 12 months. You've been eager to get that middle distance half Ironman in. You've teased and toyed with a, a full Ironman. And I've said, no, 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 it's just too soon. Get this half out of the way. You know, I don't think you've done an Olympic distance one yet. But no. um, So once London's out of the way and concentration is fully on the summer, uh, a bit more f- focus on triathlon. Mm-hmm. What, what, is your, is your, your Ray race for the summer Lakesman half, would you say? Yeah, or are you so just, after you know? that, it's, yeah, it's Lakesman half. Uh, there could be something later in the year, but we'll, yeah. you know, it really just depend on. Would you like goes. to look at a, a full Ironman in the next couple of years? Would yeah. You say? So if I, if I enjoy the uh, half uh, Lakesman uh, next year, why not? Yeah. yeah, I'll have one for next year. You do one next year. Yeah. Oh, so am yeah. I. Oh, good. There we are. Have you yeah. shortlisted any point? I'm getting there. Talking about Lakesman, I, I believe somebody was bringing their target time to the table this week. Sub five. Oh. Yeah, sub five. I'm not quite sure how far under five yet, but sub five. It's a fast course, and I was not well last year. It's but, a big um, time. That's to, to sub five. Be, it could be is, less is. about the, less about the time now, more about the fact that I can beat him or not. Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. You know, I mean, if he's beat you at Fleetwood Sprint, I don't care about that. You just come back having two weeks in Mexico, <laughs> I think. Anyway, hadn't you? But um, yeah, no. Are you nervous, or have you got any worries about Lakesman, or are you you confident going into it? And no, I think because it's the first half uh, for me, it's going to yeah. be. It's, it, there is going to be nerves. Um, obviously, the open water swimming's a big new thing for me. Um, yeah, doesn't frighten me or anything though. Open water swimming. It's just the we'll get some training in though at Cape and Ray and yeah, stuff. You know, so before that, you'll be you know acclimatized to uh, open water. You'll be fine on that swim. I've seen you swim. As long we as just, it's not lashing it down and windy, and, you know. We just need to get him out on some of the A rides at the weekend and then yeah, he'll be fine. You do need to get out on the bike a bit more. So just a point on nutrition, obviously you're half Ironman, there's going to be points there. When you are um racing a marathon, what what are you what are you taking on on board? So um most people tend to use the gels, which I, I do use. Um depending on whether you've got like a sensitive stomach really, I think. Yeah. Um but I, on a full marathon, I tend to have three gels on me. Um, these these can be some which have caffeine in them. Uh, some can just be uh, like a sugar based. Are you bothered about this, or is it? Can I just take a punt and just say you just think I just need three gels? Do yeah. you actually look at thinking I need X amount of carbs per hour, or do I I need to get caffeine in me on that final ten k of the of the run, or do you just? say to your group of friends I'm just taking three gels just for a bit of energy if I need it or no, do you, I, is it more I, strategic? I tend to pick um, I normally have one, one caffeine uh, two regular uh, one uh, would you save your caffeine till the end yeah or normally would you tend to early? yeah, yeah, yeah. normally say that because to be fair the caffeine ones always seem to be a bit thicker as yeah, well yeah, so yeah. I also yeah. uh, to digestion but um, depending on how I feel on the day I try and leave it some people will have them at set miles I, I will leave it to as far as I can probably go with it um, because as dust it sounds, stuff like marathon, I, 
a packet of fruit pastels or something like that is just just for me is just enough you yeah. know if i've eaten a good breakfast if i've you know I'm, I'm running up to it i've eaten well yeah. um so I, I must admit from ironman training from the swim and then on the bike there's a lot more that can go wrong over say a 10 hour day um so on the bike i'm a bit more strategic with what i eat and take on but when it does come to the run and it is survival i'm just chucking anything down anything. whatever i need at that point if i need a bit of sugar or just need water mm. and it's just that checklist in your body how am i feeling is my heart rate down do i need sugar do i need water do i need electrolyte and mm. you know so i can imagine on a flat marathon i think i'd probably do something similar to that. i think i'd keep a reserve on my hand or yeah. in my race belt knowing that if i do hit the wall i've got mm. something there to pull me out of it but so something similar to this happened to me at london not last year the year before it was really hot um, no one had planned for how hot it was actually going to be in London um, and I you know, balanced the nutrition on the, on the way around but towards the end I just wanted anything the last six miles you know that I was just taking on random things and it, it, it got me through it but um, I, I don't know if that pizza was, and all sorts yeah, I don't know if that was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do really mm. so I know it got me to the end but could it have maybe slowed me down you know I, I, had, just, it's, I, I had chicken soup at Ironman Austria <laughs> just because I couldn't face anything sweet I just had so yeah. much sweet. I had to have something. Is this in the recovery tent. No, no, this, was, a, this the... was at about four miles to go. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I didn't pour it on myself. But, but yeah, I, yeah, it was. It was chicken soup, and it was really good. Yeah. So anything can happen, can't it? To yeah. what you're used to. But what about when you're training? Do you? Do you eat? I suppose if you're just having a, a, do you have porridge or what do you have for breakfast or what? Do you have a slow digesting carb before you go on your? Your training run or, or yeah, the so race? Yeah, if I'm planning a long run on a Sunday, uh, make sure I'm up, uh, up uh, in plenty of time. I tend to have uh, porridge pretty plain. Yeah. Uh, Do you have water or milk? Or is that not making Hot water a... on yeah, top, yeah. yeah I'm not uh, too no. keen on the milk on yeah. it. Um, sometimes some granola uh, yeah. with a little bit of yogurt, um, like overnight oats, that kind of thing. Um, and normally that's enough in the morning. If it, if it was race day, I'd, ha I'd have that before I leave the house. Um, and before I start, maybe a bit of pro a protein bar or like a yeah. light cereal bar, just so I've had something, maybe in a banana, um, if it's a longer run. Um, and that's kind of it, really, for the day. Do you, what do you eat, Paul, before the big race, before marathon or an Ironman? Are you Can't on the porridge? porridge? Don't like porridge, Can't no. Stand fruit, granola, yeah. bit, of, uh, bit of yogurt, honey. Yeah, um, soup, chicken soup. A bit of chicken soup and a couple of fried eggs. Yeah. yeah. No, no, granola and granola and fruit. Good. And then I try, I, I try and step it through. So I don't have a massive meal. So yeah. I have a decent, decent bit, a bit of toast with something on, yeah. and then just little bits. Yeah, for 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 mine, it's it's definitely porridge with water. I don't have much dairy, but during the race, to be honest, I've been trialing quite a few nutrition companies and products recently. Um, when I first started out, it was Cliff Bars really for long distance bike rides or Ironman on the bike. I, I, I like solids if I'm on the bike. When I'm running, I don't like solids, so then I would go to gels. But I've also been sampling with gels in my in a bead on and and diluting a certain fructose and glucose ratio. Um, so I've been trialing a lot recently and i've just got on to now kendall mint um and they're a local nutrition company and i thought it'll just be purely sugar um but i found that they've got the right content for me to take so i've been at that phase in the off season of trialing what i'm going to do this year so um yeah i'm still still going to gamble on a few things in the early part of the season to see what my body can take but i use i use talk usually but then i yeah. tried the kendall mint stuff yeah. and it was it was sweet but it was really kind of refreshing it gave me a real yeah. zing so i could i could well imagine me using maybe a combination of talk and kendall yeah because i thought they were good yeah ote as well a, a good supplier that we, we partner with and um yeah i suppose it's just what you're used to isn't it but um 
So good luck on Manchester Marathon. Good luck on um, on, on London. Thank you very much. How are you, your body? Have you had any injuries recently? If you, if you had uh, any injuries, no, let you down? It's been, it's been all right. Yeah, yeah it's um, trying to stay injury free. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that'll stay that way and uh, not, not go too crazy with the training. Yeah. Just keep it steady for the next few weeks. Good luck. Well, thank you for coming in and talking to us about marathon training. Really interesting that. You yeah, know, I learn a lot from it and I learn a lot from you every week and I'm looking forward to tonight's run. Um, I think just to touch on a couple of other points on, you know, Cybelli and, and what we've got going on from a, a running club perspective. I don't, Michael's been helping us with uh, event planning for the Cybelli 10K, haven't you? And it's, it's been tough. Yeah, it has. Uh, it's, been, it's been tough, but it's also been exciting as well. Mm. Um, it's it's going to be a great run, March the 29th. Um, definitely get signed up if you're not signed up. Uh, it's Russell, there's... Seafront, it's going to be a really fast course. Um, this definitely got loads of PB potential on this for a 10k. Definitely, yeah. Um, tides out. Tide, yeah, tides should be out. It's uh, flat. It's there's not much you could, you could ask for really on a really good 10k run. And after running, you know, loads of 10ks, it's um, it's it's going to be a great one. And it's a good build up for you know marathon season again, isn't it? And yeah. triathlon season that's kicking in. Yeah, for those yeah. who are maybe running uh, Manchester, which is actually the week after that's not an issue come and do it for a training run you know it's a yeah. nice steady run um just before that it's it, it's a really good um so you're doing lisbon half and then the 10k well you're going to be event director yeah. and so, so we're not going to yeah be... lisbon half marathon yeah. uh, is coming up as well a week so. before the side valley 10k. 10k unless you come back and have to self-isolate yeah mm, that's that's two uh, weeks yeah Italy, that isn't it? Yeah, well, is it the minute? So we've got people well. doing uh, Stra- Strada. Bi- this is not going yet, so we're all right. So. Yeah, we've got people doing Strada Bianchi that might be cancelled, might it? Mm. The uh, the ride, Eden Valley, um, Sportif this weekend has been called off, so that's a shame. Um, it's been quite a few rides recently that have been been called off. So anyway, that's that's enough from from me. I've got no more questions, Paul. Anything from you? No, great that. And as I said, I train with you all the time, and it's a pleasure to watch you run. So yeah, yeah. just come back and tell us how you do. Thank you, everybody else, for tuning in. Next week we've got a very exciting guest. We've got a collaboration with an, an events organizer that most people would have heard of in in the northwest of England, if not the whole of England. So um, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with our with our next special guest for episode three. Thank you for tuning in. Bye, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks.